Hello, listeners. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers online therapy, which is something I have personally benefited from and believe in. Online therapy is a tool I have used to talk things through with the therapists that are difficult before I handle talking them out with whoever is intimidating me at the moment. Turns out I am easily intimidated, but online therapy has helped me work through it. BetterHelp can help you too, because I know for me, keeping things bottled up has had a negative effect on my life and just weighed me down. When I prioritize letting it out and letting go, I feel freer, lighter, just basically better. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clink today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clink. Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Roe's partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe.com. Dot co slash clink. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash clink. Hi and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. That's right. It's Thanksgiving week, Gretchy. I am so ill-prepared. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. You haven't made your turkey, basted it. I don't even know. I'll tell you the truth. I don't even know if I'm gonna. I don't even know if they'll have one left on account of all this bullshit is starting all over again. Went to the store. Back to the, like, panic. No toilet paper. No toilet paper. We're back there. I just like, I wanted to cry. I was like, you guys, come on. Please don't buy everything off the shelves. No, it's even happening in Texas. Although there are Clorox wipes here, but no toilet paper. Oh. So people want their butt wiped. Yeah, they need those Clorox wipes because they're not, there's poop everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I think they don't care about wipe, wipe. Wipe it down. Wipe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I had a really funny story to tell you, and I waited all day to do it. Oh, I'm so excited. 
So this morning I go to the car wash and I'm talking to Gretchen while I'm getting my car washed. And then I am doing something that I want to tell her about, but I don't. So I could save it for all of you lovely listeners. So I was at the Sam's Club gas. Do you guys have that there? We have Sam's Club. What do you mean? Do we have that here? You just left like three weeks ago, okay? <laughs> I know, but they did not have it in Los Angeles. I don't think don't. that we have Sam's Club gas. We just have Sam's Club. Okay, so here they have Sam's Club gas, gasoline okay. station, okay. okay? And for anybody that doesn't know, Sam's Club is like the Walmart version of Costco. Did yeah. you know that? Yeah. yeah it's owned I... by Walmart. Okay. Oh, so I getting... didn't know it was actually owned by Walmart, though. Interesting. Yeah. It is. Okay. So I'm getting gas and this guy comes up and he's like, oh, do you have a Sam's Club card? And I was like, no. And I didn't know that you needed the Sam's Club card to get gas at the gas station. Well, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not even sure if you do, but he's like, here, here's mine. I'm like, oh, okay. So I think he's the gasoline attendant, right? He's like in a uniform. I'm like, okay. Tabitha, you need the club card. You can't even buy a slice of freaking pizza at Costco without a Costco card. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Must be nice to go through <laughs> life <laughs> with the rules not applicable to yourself. Yeah, I think I would actually get the pizza without the card. Yeah, I'm sure you would manage to do it. Okay, go ahead. So anyhow, I... um He's like, look at, have you seen this new product here at Sam's Club? It washes your car. And my car is dirty as F. He's like, it washes your car without going through the car wash. And so he's like, let me show you. Spurt, spurt, spurt. Wipes, wipe, wipe. It's like shiny, shiny, shiny. I was like, oh, stuff's amazing. And you're a really good salesman. He's like, yeah, we're having a promotion today. And da, 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 da. And he's like, but only today, you know, you get it half price. Oh, he just suckered you in. That's all you need to hear. Totally. Yeah. He's like, come over to my table over here. He's got some flags up, whatever. I'm like, okay. So I go over there. Then he tries to sell me $170 of shit. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, listen, I'll just take that $20 bottle that you were going to sell me. And he's like, what is it? Is it too much product or too much money? I was like, it's too much of all of it. I don't need all of that. And so anyways, he's like, okay, what if I tell you it's only $10 more? I mean, the guy just sold me on like all of it. Fast forward. He's like, okay, now come park over here and give me your credit card. I'll be right back. You're like, I'm out. No, I did it. Oh, you're so dumb. I know. (laughs) I thought to myself after I did this, I'm thinking the whole entire time. I'm like, this is so against my religion right now to do any of this. He is going to take my credit card and run. And so I am waiting for so long, Gretchen. I was like, dude, this has got to be fake. This guy just took my credit card and he's out. But supposedly it's a, I don't know. He charged my card and brought it back to me. But does okay, that well, I don't like, like that. No, I don't like that. He needs to have one of those little squares on his phone. That's what I thought. And it's just right there. But he went into Sam's Club. He's like, can I have your Sam's Club card? I was like, I don't have a Sam's Club card. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll just use mine. Oh, my gosh. So anyways, my spidey senses went off. But I got my product. 
the receipt that he gave me did not say the product's name. So I don't know what really just. Oh, it was some kind of scam. Transpired. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Whatever's in that bottle is probably water. And he just had the magic potion in his demo bottle. That's what I think, too, because I tried to use it and it's streaking all over. And I was like, this is not what I signed up for. At least you only got $20 worth. Well, how much did you get? Tell me the truth. 50. 50 bucks. But I have like 10 cans. Oh, my God. <laughs> of, of how to make your car streak. I know. Well, I got the interior, the exterior, the tire supply. Oh, I mean, I got it all. Okay. So anyways, didn't want to tell you that until I told everybody. Maybe okay. that's not the best Listen, idea. My husband follow. would be proud of you because I don't take care of my car well. I don't wash my car. At least you do that. You're a good yeah. wife. Well, I can put you on the spot for your story story. Yeah, I have a story story. I got a crime. Okay, tell me. Okay, let me tell you. Okay, y'all. Today I am going to tell you about the case of Miss Taylor McAllister. This case was brought to our attention by a member of our housewives group, Amy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amy. Taylor grew up in Melbourne, Florida, which seems like an ideal place to grow up on the water and the sunshine state, especially for a real cute girl like Taylor. She is this adorable, bubbly blonde. By all accounts, it seems like she had a really great childhood. She had two loving parents. And on top of being so super cute, she was also super talented. She taught herself how to play the guitar. And she oh, was so jealous of people that do that. So am I. Tabitha and I both own guitars with the intention of learning. One day. And we never have. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, she's actually good. I mean, she's really good. She reminds me of Kelly Pickler. Oh, yeah. I am actually surprised that Nashville didn't just come and snatch her up because I think she had all the makings of a country superstar. I'm so jealous. I love that confidence that she just had to, you know, put herself out there Mm -hmm. at a young age. I picture her as being kind of free spirited. And that's how her mother describes her. She says Taylor was spontaneous So it wasn't a huge shock when at the young age of 20, she fell in love with a co-worker of hers named Joshua, and the two married just three months later. Okay. Wow, that's quick. That is quick. Almost as quick as Britney Spears. Well, Britney married someone... That night. That night. Yeah. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm wondering sometimes if we should just do the case of Britney. Oh my gosh, that is so funny you say that. So I was just thinking that myself today. Maybe for Patreon. I think we should. Okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, pre- it's pretty sad also. Yeah. So you know what was a big surprise is Taylor found out that she was pregnant with twins shortly after she got married. Okay. Mm-hmm. So after they got over that shock of learning that they were having two babies, 
they were excited. Facebook is such a time capsule, you know, so bittersweet to go through both Josh and Taylor's profiles from that little period of time when they have just their whole lives ahead of them and they were so in love and full of joy. And then Taylor gave birth to two beautiful baby girls, just like myself. I have twin girls, fraternal, just like Taylor. And Taylor named her babies Charlie Ann and Madison May. Totally cute, right? The pressure of having one baby at a young age, I think, is incredibly taxing on a marriage. And two is extra incredibly taxing. So statistically, it's not surprising that Taylor and Josh separated in August of 2016. You know that parents of multiples are about 15% more likely to divorce than parents of singletons. I looked up a study and I'm surprised it's not even higher. I mean, I think a lot of it is financial stress for sure. But one kid is easy. Easier. Easier, for sure. And getting thrown two at a time, I mean, you just, you can, you don't, you don't catch a break. That's right. And you need twice as much stuff. Okay. So it seems like all this stress caught up with Taylor. And at some point she had started using drugs after giving birth, after getting hooked on the pain pills they prescribed her. Mm. Taylor decided to leave her children with her parents and move in with a friend in Palm Harbor. And here's the thing. I get it. I really get it. Having twins is overwhelming, to put it mildly, and you have to be real ready to do it. I mean, it is jail having two babies at the same time. I did it when I was 34 and had been with my husband for nine years, and we were financially stable. And it was really hard. It feels like if you leave your house with them, you can never just relax and be with other people. And it's not like you are doing much relaxing at home either. So it's a real isolating feeling. And when you're young, you feel like you're missing out on everything out there. And when you are out there, so to speak, you are constantly met with people that tell you, oh, you're so lucky to have twins. I wanted twins. Like people are jelly of twin mamas. And yeah, so you it's a you, twofer. It's a twofer. And you kind of feel like, oh, well, I, I really can't complain. I mean, that's how I felt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just extra a lot for her being so young. Also, having multiples is not all cute matching outfits. It also comes with much higher risk of developmental delays and a whole bunch of other fun stuff that affects many twins because so many of them are premature and it's stressful AF. I survived, but I could not have done it at 22, like Taylor. I remember myself at that age and I get why she needed to take a break from life for a minute. And it seemed like her family understood it and the whole situation. And I imagine that it started out as maybe if she can just get a break, she can get healthy. But it seems like it spiraled into more of an unhealthy situation quickly. When Taylor first moved out, she moved in with a friend. 
but it didn't last long because they got into a fight. Which, you know, that happens in your 20s with roommates, right? Yeah. So Taylor left that situation and her parents had lost track of where she was staying and they were worried for her. Her mother, who is an ambulance driver, told her that she was afraid she would pick her up one day. And Taylor just assured her that wouldn't happen, but I'm sure she's still worried. And her contact with Taylor became more sporadic, but they were still in touch. She texted her mother, happy birthday, mommy, which just sounds so sweet. I hope that Mm -hmm. my girls still call me mommy when they're like 22. Me too. Yeah. It slowly goes away. I I think it does. Yeah. So sadly, that was the last correspondence Taylor's mother had with her. On December 22nd, 2016, Taylor was found dead in an alley in St. Petersburg, Florida. She was only wearing a t-shirt. The condition which Taylor was found in was that of someone who had been through something horrific. She had adhesive around her wrists. She had terrible bruising all over her body. Police were able to identify her by the tattoos of her baby girl's names. Oh, that is so sad. So sad. And they had to deliver the heartbreaking news to her parents three days before Christmas. Oh, my God. Yeah. So the next person police spoke to was her estranged husband, and he informed them that Taylor had been living with a 52-year-old man named Robert Butler. Let me tell you about this gem, Robert, a.k.a. Bert. His family owns a chain of carpet and flooring stores in Florida. So Robert's got access to family money, and apparently the whole carpet and flooring thing is very lucrative. Oh. Uh. You mean I'm paying too much for my carpets? I imagine. When I buy them. Yeah. In addition. Yeah. Because you know what? You can go on Rugs USA and buy for like $200, or you can go on Restoration Hardware and buy a rug for like $7,000. Right. Big difference. Same size rug. Yeah. Lucrative. Shop around. Yeah. Lucrative. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I don't know what Robert's whole role exactly was in the family business, but what we do know is that his siblings were not happy about it and he hadn't been involved in anything but collecting checks for around about three years. His sister had a lawsuit against him regarding misuse of funds. And from what I could find, it sounds like he was selling store products for just personal profit. And he was also expensing like big nights out of drinking. So, you know, sounds like shady business, right? Right. So Robert also had a record with drug-related charges and aggravated assault. And so given Robert's history and that he had no shortage of funds and plenty of free time and that he chose to keep the company of a 22-year-old, you can imagine exactly what is going on there, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing good. Nothing good. 
He took advantage of Taylor and Taylor got sucked right in. Okay, drugs have a way of bringing creeps and young ladies together, sadly. So I'm going to get back to talking about Bert, but I want to mention the thing about this case is that it's met with a lot of judgment. There are threads on Reddit and comments that say stuff like, well, what happened to her happened because she used drugs. And while it's true, Taylor was not a saint. And drugs are a common denominator amongst so many murders. She didn't deserve this. Or have this coming. No one does. Also, something to think about is that she left her children with her parents in August. And this happened in December. I mean, that's August doesn't seem that far away from where we are now. And December is just around the corner. I mean, this was just like a moment in her life. Barely four months. Taylor didn't have a criminal history. This was a moment, a toxic one, but I have no doubt when I hear her mother talk about how strong-willed she was that she could have recovered given the chance. And to be, I'm going to be extra honest, in my history, I have a moment like this where I was using drugs and was involved with dangerous people. And all I can say is that it just happened. It just happened so fast. And fortunately, one day I woke up and I don't think anyone that knows me now would ever imagine that I lived through that. Never. Never. And it feels like a million miles away. And so when I say that I know she could have recovered, I'm not just giving you like the dateline, you know, when she walked into a room, she lit it up spiel that they say about everyone. I say that because I really know it's possible and I cannot stand the harsh judgments about her when I come across them. I'm back again talking about Rakuten. Rakuten is where it's at. It is the smartest way to shop. Members earn cash back on everything they buy and can maximize savings by stacking cash on top of other deals like store sales and coupons. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores like Walmart, Urban Outfitters, Expedia, places you already shop for sure. So why not be saving while doing it? How it works is the stores pay a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You can paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has over 17 million members saving and Rakuten members have earned over 4.6 billion in cash back. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Clink, clink. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E. 
P-R-O, allergy.com. Ask to pro and go. It's fast to pro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. So back to Bert. So police go interview him. He tells them he hasn't seen Taylor for five days, and he denies that she lived with him. Police also inform him that there were tire marks found next to Taylor and that they match his truck. And so he says, oh, well, you know, I lent my truck to Deontay Baker and Karan Archer. And police also noticed during this interview that he has bruises and fresh scratches on his face and forearms. They ask him for a DNA sample and he opts to call a lawyer instead. So the interview is over. Police then bring in the two men that Bert says he lent his truck to, Deontay and Koran. The two men's stories are inconsistent and basically don't place them at the crime scene. Police know that it doesn't add up and most likely all three men that they have questioned are involved with Taylor's death. So guess what they decided to do about it, Tab? What? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing for... Call the police. That's like what you should do. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're being interviewed by the police and they have all this evidence that they were there, but they don't really do anything about it for two months. I mean, at least that's how it appears. It wasn't until they got a search warrant of the men's phones, which placed Bert at his house and Deontay and Karan at the crime scene to do a search of Bert's house. Like, they should have done it that day, right? Yeah. But they they waited two months, okay? But they have them at the crime scene. Well, they don't have them at the crime scene until they get the cell phone records, but it took them two months to pull them. Yeah. But they did have the matching truck print. So they had enough. They know. They know. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so obviously when you search the residence two months later, it's not likely to produce any evidence of Taylor's murder. No. So during this two-month period of time, Taylor's parents did some investigating of their own. They wanted answers as to who she had been with and why there had not been arrest made. It is clear that Taylor was murdered. The autopsy also showed that there was asphyxiation. So... It's no secret that Taylor used intravenous drugs, but I have seen the pictures and the bruises on her body are massive. And why would you have tape or adhesive around your arms and why would you be naked? Clearly, there's foul play. Okay, so I can't imagine her parents rage after seeing these pictures for themselves and not seeing anyone be held accountable. So they get into Taylor's social media and talk to her friends and learn more about what was going on between her and Bert. It sounds like it's pretty much just as you would have suspected. He's bribing her with expensive gifts and fueling her with drugs, and he's very controlling of her. I also learned that allegedly before Taylor was in the picture that all the ladies that Bert had around were girls that he had gotten off Backpage. So to me, that's really... Is that like a 
It's like one of those flyers where people it's so it's like escorts. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, so what that tells me is this is this man who is incapable of having a relationship with someone he's not paying. You know, like that screams the controlling insecure type. Mm -hmm. So after the search of Bert's house, police find drugs and ammunition, but they do not arrest Bert. They re-interview Deontay and Karan. This time, these two tell police a very disturbing, detailed account of Taylor's last breaths. They say Bert called them over to the house where they saw Taylor on the bed moaning in pain and Bert questioning what to do with her. They wanted to call 911, but Bert did not want, you know, 911 people to come to his house. And so they decided to take her to the hospital. Quran Archer took Taylor to the hospital, but he wasn't familiar with the area. And he drove around with her in the car for at least 30 minutes while she moaned in pain and he tried to figure out where to go. At some what, what year was this? 2016. Okay, so we have cell phones and directions on them at that time. I think, you know, adrenaline, not thinking clearly, whatever. Who knows if I, you know, who knows? Lots of things. Right. Okay. Yeah. Terrible, terrible mistake. Okay. At some point, Taylor stopped breathing and he called Robert and he said, just dump her somewhere that no one will find her. And then Deontay got back involved with the situation by meeting Karan at a store with Taylor's body in the truck, and they mutually decided to dump her body in an alley where they knew she would be found. Deontay says he offered to wear a wire to get Bert to confess as to what happened, and he offered his DNA. But these guys showed up. I do believe these guys. And I believe they showed up after the damage had already been done. They didn't know why they were coming over. Right. Okay. But police, for some reason, they weren't interested in charging Bert with Taylor's murder. After they interviewed Deontay and Coran with the cell phone data evidence and the tire track evidence, and they gave their stories, which... Like I said, I'm just going to say I believe they still did not make any arrests. They just said it was an ongoing investigation. But here's where it gets real twisted. A year later, police did make five arrests that they claim are all in connection with Taylor. But it's crazy. They arrested Bert, Karan, Deontay, and two women. Miriam and Khadija. They charged Robert with being a felon in possession of marijuana and ammunition and failure to report a death. They charged Karan and Deontay with money laundering and failure to report a death. That failure to report a death charge, by the way, is a misdemeanor. What? Yeah. You are kidding me. No. And Both women that I named were charged with money laundering. So the police are like, look at how great we are. We charged all these men in relation to Taylor's death. You're welcome. 
and we made additional arrests about money laundering. Look at our stellar that has police. Nothing to do with her death. No, they wanted like some kind of drug bust, and they wanted, you know, they want like the big public, you know, splash across the papers, you know, five arrests made, whatever. Right. But the charges, yeah. the charges are bonk. Okay. Well, Taylor's parents are like, bullshit. That is not failure to report death. That's all we get. Bullshit. That's not good enough. So they felt like their daughter was being blamed for her own death. And what about the bruises all over her body that are massive and the adhesive around her wrist, the scratches on Bert's face? They wanted answers and justice for their daughter. They are very outspoken about it. I love it. On their Facebook, they call out the police, the mayor, you know, whoever. And they do not pull any punches. They have also posted close-up crime scene photos of Taylor that are really graphic, which I imagine they're feeling. I try to put myself in their position, and I feel like there's just so much rage that it's just like screaming out, please do not unsee this, you know? I think they're saying that Whatever the police are telling you, society, is absolutely false. I mean, see for yourself. Right. We're not going to hide it. They want to hide it. We're not going to hide it. We're not going to hide the fact that she got murdered. Yeah. Bottom line, Bert did something to this girl. She did not just OD. And he needs to pay. Okay, so Taylor's mother also did something so incredibly brave that I have so much respect for. In her desperate search for answers, she went to the jail where Deontay was being held and she talked to him for 40 minutes. The whole video is on YouTube because they make everything public. And so I'm going to play you a clip from it. Okay. Listen to me. Bert has fucked you and has you sitting there. None of this would have happened. None of this wouldn't happen if Taylor wouldn't have died. And if you'd still be on the street, you'd be, I mean, Khadijah's going to have a baby any day and you're not going to be there. I agree. You, I agree. You missed your daughter's graduation. Yeah, that, that, that crossed and, my heart. But and that, you, you know can't what I mean? get I, I that cried. back. And I swear I to God, if you have anything, if he touched her, he had scrapes on his face. And I know you guys were probably high as shit and whatever. But if there's anything you guys remember, man, you got to say something because you're going to go away for a long time. And this Khadijah's first baby, and she looks like she's a nice girl, and I've talked to her a few times on message, and I know she loves you. But you're going to have a baby girl. You know, what if somebody did this to your daughter? What if what if I, somebody I, did this? I agree. I, I thank you for not dumping her where I would never find her. Okay, so basically it's a lot of what you just heard, and she is telling him that she believes that they didn't cause Taylor's death, and she wants him to tell the police anything potentially violent that he might have seen Bert do because mm -hmm. Bert has thrown these guys under the bus, and he's going to get away with this. And Wait, he, is he saying that, is Bert saying that they these two guys did it? Bert's not saying shit. Bert lawyered up. Oh. 
you know, because oh, he's got the money from the right carpet company. Right. But Bert right away said Bert obviously murdered her and then or left her on the brink of death in that kind mm-hmm. of condition, then calls these two guys, puts them in this position. And then as soon as the police are like, oh, your truck was there, instead of taking the fall after he beat her to shit, he says, oh, wasn't me. It was Deontay and Koran. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's saying, Deontay, you got to say what Bert did because he's thrown you under the bus. You should be a free man right now. Yeah. Okay. And Deontay is like, no, he didn't see Bert do anything violent because he says, Bert never would have done that in front of me because he knows how I am. He also said he told him his company was too young for him over and over again. And if you really love this young lady, you would get her to rehab. I mean, he says they had this conversation a lot. He says he liked Taylor and that she was always playing her guitar. And he knows that she's looking down saying, I'm sorry, they think you did this to me. The part that is still like, well, why didn't you just call 911 then? Yeah. Which is his biggest regret, he says. Or why didn't you go with Koran and take her to the hospital if Taylor was your friend? Why did you just send Koran by himself? And he says he was scared because he knew what would happen to him, being an African-American and Taylor being this pretty young white girl. And sadly, he he has a point. I get it. Yeah. What about Koran? Is he white? No. Is he black? Yes. Okay. So... In hindsight, he still ended up paying the price for this. So it wasn't a good choice, but I certainly understand where he was coming from Mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah. So two years after the murder, Robert Butler pled guilty to his charges. Which were nothing. Which were nothing. He He got 40 months in prison, a $140,000 fine. And he will continue to serve his sentence until 2021, just next year. And then he's done. Tell me, can he be charged with her murder? He still can be charged with her murder. He hasn't even been officially named a suspect, though. No way. He's in bed with the police. Okay, but what the police have said, according to Taylor's parents, her father says that the police said Taylor, like, they've pretty much, like, called it a wrap on Taylor unless somebody comes to them with new evidence that she's a cold case. And unless they bring something new, they don't do anything with cold cases. They don't keep looking at them. I mean, it just sits on a shelf. That's awful. That's it. So Taylor's parents have filed a wrongful death suit. Yeah, I would too. I would too. That's probably all they're going to get. It's like, it's like the whole OJ Simpson, Nicole Simpson thing. I mean, Oh, and this too. You know, um, Bobby Brown's son oh just my gosh. died. So crazy. It's so crazy. But he we has... don't know how, right? No, we don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how he died. But anyways, you know, Bobby Christina, she died and they sued her fiance. And that's the only way that they got, you know, he was found guilty of. Yeah, but, you know, he died. 
Yes, I know. The whole yeah. thing is so crazy. So crazy. Whitney Houston dies. The daughter dies. The boyfriend dies. Now the other Bobby, which is kind of weird to me that he named, you know, two of his kids Bobby, but <sighs> you know, a little whatever. Narcissistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So I think that's probably all they have, which is so unfortunate. And I would say that justice is definitely not served and I'm sorry for her family, but I hope that they do wrong. They do do a wrongful death suit and he is found liable and, you know, have some sort of closure for them. Yeah, definitely. So thanks for that case, Gretchen. And I thanks for Amy for bringing that up because I think it's definitely something that uh, we can learn from. Well, I did want to just finish by telling you, Karan Archer is a free man. He served his six months. And Deontay is still out on bond and has not yet been sentenced. Oh, he probably won't be. He probably won't be. They just did that for the police just did that so that they could just say they had. Make some headlines, put some people to, you know stop talking about it. Right. And I don't think we have time to read any reviews today. Correct? No, we'll we save don't. those for next, for next week. time. But that's okay. Cause you know what I want to go out on? Mm. I want to play you one, one of Taylor's oh, songs? YouTube songs. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Right. Thanks. Gretchy. All right. I'm sad now. I know it's, that's a sad, this case. was a real sad one. But thanks, everybody, for listening. Clink, clink. Happy Thanksgiving. Have some pumpkin pie and some turkey. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.